Do you want to stay more focused on the right goals in your life or even just figure out what the right goals are for you? Do you want clarity? Do you want better work-life balance? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Success Through Failure. Welcome to the Success Through Failure podcast, the show that reveals failure as your path to success. You'll listen to intriguing interviews with some of the most successful people on the planet and learn how their failures became a launchpad for success and how yours can too. Here's your host, former Division I All-American wrestler, former Division I head coach, speaker, and personal coach, Jim Harshaw. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw, bringing you episode number 200. 32. Do you believe it? I can't believe it. 232 episodes. I've actually published more than that because I did several, I did sudden success episodes and some other non-numbered episodes back in the day that uh, that didn't quite make the count. So it's probably up closer to around 250. And uh, man, I'm just amazed at that. It's something that I started, you know, four years ago, four plus years ago. And, you know, didn't really know where it was going to go. And here we are, 232 numbered episodes anyway, later and uh, still rolling, man. And uh, man, getting just getting lots more momentum. Got some great guests lined up for you coming up real soon. So so let's go ahead and dive into to this week. Let's see what's going on. Real quick update. I'm in recording this in Atlanta, Georgia, sitting in my hotel room in Buckhead, overlooking beautiful Buckhead, Atlanta. And I am down here for a speaking engagement, spoke to a group of about 200 healthcare professionals yesterday about teamwork. And it was just an awesome conversation, awesome group. Talked about teamwork, getting everybody you know, pulling the same direction and, and working as a team. And uh, it was a fun conversation with that group. Woke up early, woke up at five o'clock this morning and had to get out there and do my training because this is my first time announcing this on the podcast. Uh, I am training for a marathon. I've wanted to do it for a long time. And it's always one of those just bucket list items I wanted to do. And, and I knew I would get to it at some point. It was one of those things where I had to set it aside until, you know, while I was working full time, doing the business on the side. And now that I'm full time with this and been for about four months, now I can, you know, now I'm all in, man. I did my Spartan race a few months ago, now training for a marathon. So I'm pretty excited about that. I uh, woke up at five to f- and found a track. And it was supposed to be a little warmer down here in Atlanta. It was 24 degrees out there this morning. <laughs> but I found, went to a local high school track. It was dark. There were no lights on. Actually, there was construction going on all around. I couldn't even find my way in. So I had to like, sneak through a fence and climb down this hillside to uh, to get to the track. But nevertheless, I did it. A speed workout on the track, then, then a tempo run later this week, and then a 12-mile run on the weekend. And uh, off we go, training for a marathon, finally working towards that. Pretty excited. Actually doing the Pittsburgh Marathon. That's the one I'm aiming for. Just got to see if my knees can uh, hold up and, and whatnot on these first few weeks of training, and then I uh, get registered, and, and, uh, and I'll be doing it. So... That's exciting, and uh, things are good in the Harshaw household, the sort of new structure of my life with this business, being able to fully dedicate myself to you, the listener, and to my clients and to my audiences that I speak to. It's just been, man, it's just been incredibly, incredibly rewarding, something I've just been looking forward to for years, and, and here I am. So, so what are we going to talk about today? This is a topic that I've had on my list for a long time. And something that's come up quite a bit in my conversations with clients. And so I want to share it with you because you're going to get a lot of value out of this. 
know, there's a lot of talk about habits these days, right? The value of habits. We know that we need to develop good habits. We need to eradicate bad habits. And it's a challenge, right? It's a challenge to implement all these habits, especially when you start thinking about all the different habits you want to implement, right? Well, here's, here's what I've come to discover. There, everybody has one core habit, one thing, one thing that if you nail that habit, everything else is easier. Tim Ferriss has sort of this, this question, I don't know where he found or came up with that, but uh, it's about the lead domino. Like, What's the lead domino? What's the one thing that if you can do that, it makes everything else easier or obsolete, all those other things on your to-do list? Well, it's the same with habits. What's the one habit, the one thing that you know that you need to be doing more of, right? Or you need to be executing on more consistently. Like if you start thinking about three or five or 10 habits, that's hard. But if you can just start, start with one and and you can build on top of that. But if you start with one, you start gaining momentum, right? So Dave Ramsey, the, the sort of financial guru and debt, getting out of debt guru, written a bunch of books, podcasts. He's, he's a pretty well-known guy. His philosophy on dealing with debt is a little bit unconventional. He talks about you don't pay off your highest interest loans first. You do the opposite. Well, you're not necessarily the opposite. You, you, you take a different approach and you pay off your smallest loan first, no matter the interest rate. And the value of that is it gives you momentum. It creates space in your budget. And you take that money, right? That cash flow that you get from paying off that first loan, whether it's, you know, $25 a month or or $1,000 a month, whatever it is, you take that cash flow and apply it to your next smallest one, right? So you start creating momentum and you feel progress. And there's a real psychology behind that. Well, it's the same for me, just a little aside. I, I, I use that philosophy with my to-do list. I know there's the, the, the idea of eat the frog first, right? Do the big, hard, scary thing first thing in the day. And I, I like that concept, but I do it a little bit differently. I actually create, I actually put like two or three really easy things at the beginning of my to-do list every day. So I create momentum and I, you know, I'm checking off some boxes, you know, drawing some lines through some to-do items. And then I get to the big thing, right? So I'm creating momentum, creating psychological momentum. So whenever I get to that big thing, I feel like I'm already making progress. So it's the same thing with a habit, right? When you're trying to build new habits, what's the one thing? Don't try to implement three or five things at once. What's the one thing? You start with one, right? When you can do that, you will find more space you know, physically and psychologically in your life to start compounding and adding new habits. So the ones that I see coming up most often with my clients are things like getting to bed on time, things like working out, things like nutrition, things like finding time for prayer, quiet time, meditation time, These are the ones that come up most common. And if you can nail that one, usually the rest of your day works out a lot better than it would have otherwise. 
right? And, and honestly, some of that is it's purely psychological, right? You just feel better when you do that thing. You feel more in alignment. This is about living in alignment with, with what you want to accomplish and who you feel like you are, who, what your identity is. And when you do that thing, it creates that momentum. So for me, it's, it's getting to bed on time. That's the one thing, right? Now, now there are a lot of things that I have to do in order to make that happen. But if I can get to bed on time, then I get enough sleep and I can w- wake up on time and I can get my workout in and I can have some space to plan my day and I can do my other morning routines and morning rituals. It just allows for these other things if, if I do the one thing, the one thing. And so whenever you identify what that one thing is for you, right? And, and maybe it's getting to bed on time. Maybe it's the workout, fitting over time in your day for a workout, right? Make it easy on yourself, right? And make it winnable, right? So if you're, you know, for me, I like to get to bed around 10 o'clock. It gives me seven hours of sleep if I wake up at five. If I can get to bed at 10 o'clock, I'm good. So now if you're in the point where you're like, yeah, Jim, I want to do the same thing, right? I want to get to bed at 10 o'clock. I want to wake up at five, but I, but I go to bed now at like midnight. Well, don't try to go to bed at 10 o'clock. Try going to bed at 11.30. Make it winnable, right? When you, when you start getting wins, you're creating momentum. You're creating that psychological momentum. Figure out what is it that that's that one core habit that you can do, that you can start implementing that gives you momentum. I've got one client who he wakes up every day, and, and this, is, this is when he's locked in. His core habit Habits, I should say there's kind of two here that are they're tied together. It's wake up, as soon as he rolls out of bed, he does 100 push-ups, and then he does one activity. It's like a productive activity. He does one thing, whether it's like cleaning up the garage or picking up the house or, or something, you know, usually about a half an hour, some kind of task in the mo- early in the morning where he's making progress. He's getting himself into a productive mindset. It's similar to the, the concept of make your bed, right? The make your bed in the morning for, you know, start out your day by making your bed and the rest of your day is going to be better. And this is popularized by Admiral William McRaven. He is a Navy SEAL. He gave this talk at the University of Texas commencement address where he talked about this. And and it, you know, it went viral and you may have heard of that, but it's, it's the same concept. So that's, that's one of the like, kind of core habits. Like what's that thing for you? The one thing, right? And then and whenever you discover that one thing, and we're not going to stop there with just one, right? We're going we're gonna to start building upon this, but I'm going to talk about that here in a minute. But when you identify that one thing, you have to do everything you can to reduce the resistance, to reduce the friction to making that happen. Right. So, you know, one of the things for me is like, I can find myself scrolling on my phone, right? Scrolling on my phone through Twitter, through Facebook, through Instagram. And then I catch myself like 15 minutes later going, what did I just, I just wasted. Now it's, I went from 10 o'clock to 10, 15. Now I'm either going to wake up tired or I'm going to wake up later. One of the two is going to happen, right? And it's going to mess my day up tomorrow. Like you have to find ways to reduce the friction to making that happen. I mean, even when traveling, like I'm traveling right now, 
right? And a lot of people say, well, when I travel, it's hard to do this. It's hard to do that. Yeah, I know it is, right? It's hard to stick to your core habits and your routines. It throws you off, right? Usually when you're traveling, especially for work, you just have a different schedule, right? You might have meetings into the evening, right? Or or you're, you're just out of your routines, but you have to find ways to double down on those core habits. When you execute upon those, it makes everything else feel more in line. Right. And, you know, if, if it's working out, then, you know, if you miss your workout, you know, like I, I feel this way, a lot of, a lot of my clients feel this way. Uh, when, when you're fit and working out, you feel more focused, you feel more productive, you feel more confident, you have more energy, all these things you, you eat health tend to eat healthier, right? If you get a workout in, you tend to think about food as fuel, as opposed to just filling my belly, right? You already have that, that healthy momentum going and you kind of want to keep it going, right? And that there's all these ripple effects, right? From that one thing, that one thing, that workout, you're more productive, you're more focused, you're more confident, you tend to put more better food in your body and that makes you more focused, more productive, more confident, more patient, more present when you're with family, friends, in meetings, right? What is that one core habit for you? Like for me, the, the sleep, you know, getting to bed on time, waking up on time, that allows me to execute all my morning routines and I feel better about my day, right? I feel locked in. I feel focused. Now, okay, when you, when you identify that one, then you can build upon it. Implement one, just one. You can do that, right? Then build upon it. What's the second one? Build the second one and find ways to reduce the friction. And what do I mean by the friction or the resistance? It's, it's things like, it's like if you want to work out more, like have your workout clothes laid out the night before. Or, or I, I wear them to bed. <laughs> I wear them to bed. So I just pop up and I'm, I'm ready to roll. My, uh, my daughter, she's 10. She wears her school clothes to bed. I shouldn't even say that on, on, the, on the podcast, should I? Hope her teachers aren't listening. Yeah, she, she goes to bed. Like Before she goes to bed, she puts on her, on her clothes that she's going to wear to school the, the next day. So all she has to do is roll out of bed and she's ready to roll. So, but that's, that's another way just to reduce friction, right? And that's kind of what she's doing. She's reducing the friction for herself in the morning to get going in the morning. So... What is it for you that you can do to reduce friction? Here's another one for me, like one, another one of my, uh, I wouldn't call this an absolutely necessary core habit, but it's a really important one to me. So I've built a series of things and this is part of my morning routine. And one of them is to drink 16 ounces of water as soon as I wake up. And I literally, this, this sounds silly, but I pour the glass of water the night before. I put it in a, in a glass. I don't like pouring it in plastic because all the things you read about plastics these days and the contaminants that gets into your food and water and whatnot. So anyway, I use a glass and I, and I put a lid on it and I set it there next to the coffee pot. And the first thing I do when I wake up all bleary eyed and groggy, stumbling down the stairs across the kitchen, is I grab the glass of water and I drink it. I don't drink the whole thing right away, but I, I, I drink like half of it immediately and I get 16 ounces of water in me within the first you know, 10 or 10 minutes, 15 minutes of waking up. And that's a core habit. I know that I'm dehydrated when I wake up and I don't feel like spending the, the 15 seconds to look in the cupboard and, and you know, look in the cabinet, grab a glass, walk over to the refrigerator, press the button and fill it up with water. I don't feel like doing that in the morning. So I reduce that friction just a little bit. So I'm guaranteed every morning, guaranteed I'm going to put water into my body immediately. 
There's like no resistance there, right? So how else can you find ways to reduce the friction to executing upon that one habit and then the second core habit and then the third core habit? Now, are all of these going to change your life? Well, yes and no, right? I'm reading a book called 10% Happier by Dan Harris. And it talks about meditating, talks about meditation making you 10% happier. And his, his publishers, like when he, before he published the book, he actually were like, well, 10% doesn't sound that sexy, right? How about we make it 20%? Can you say 20%? He's like, no, it's 10%. And he stuck to 10% because 10% isn't much, right? And the publishers thought that, you know, 10% happier is not really going to sell, right? People aren't going to buy it because it's only 10% happier. But I'll be honest, to be, be truthful, it's, probably more like 5% happier. And and some of the habits that I'm talking about are going to make you like 2% happier or or more productive or more focused or more confident or or maybe even 1%. But think about that with that 1% every day. Think about the compounding interest on that every day of those little habits. Just I think about the water, right? Just the you know, that's the simplest smallest habit that you can really think of. It's like how much has that impacted my life? I don't know. You can't really measure it. Probably about a half a percent or a quarter of a percent every day. It's a super easy thing, but, but it makes me just that much better. It makes my body function better than it would if I wasn't drinking it, right? Maybe I would have more headaches and that would slow me down and just cause me to, to lose focus and, and drift a little bit, right? So what's the value of that? Right? There's, there's a lot of talk these days about you hear if you get 1% every day, better every day than you know, X number of days and you're, 100, you're twice as good, right? And there's a great book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he talks about being, you know, getting 1% better every day. Like if you get 1% better every day, then by the end of the year, you're going to be 37 times better by the time you're done. <laughs> and I don't know, like the math is right, but... Let's be truthful. Like you're not going to be 37 times better every day. Now, if you if you get one percent more productive every day, more productive than the day before, I guess theoretically you'll have you'll get 37 times more done. <laughs> I don't know. Like uh, it doesn't seem to work. I don't know, it doesn't seem to work out for me like the math. But you know, it, it might be different if you're sort of you know getting more productive in terms of outsourcing or that sort of thing like that makes sense but but you yourself can't get 37 times more things actually done right but you're going to get better right but if you're if you're 1% better every day than you would have been otherwise you're if you're 1% better than your default mode or 2 or 3 or 5 or 10% better than default every day you're going to have better results that's how it works. And, and, and it's not sexy. It's not exciting. You know, you, you think that there's going to be like this secret, right? This secret to success. Well, this is, this is kind of it. There's a great book called Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And he really talks about this same concept, right? It's the small things done consistently that lead to success. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite episodes, one of my favorite interviews that I ever did was with Todd Stottlemyre, and that was back episode 94. He's a World Series champion pitcher, and he talks about this. He talks about these habits executed on a regular basis that 
that make you better, right? And that's all we're talking about here, doing the small things and, and reducing the friction so that you can execute on these things. Now, episode number 125, Jared Kamar, he's a, a longtime client of mine. He's actually led some Revealer Path coaching groups, but he, he talks about this concept of dollar cost averaging, which is a investment strategy where the investor puts in the same contribution regardless of the share price. And it's the same way with your habits, right? Whether you're traveling or not traveling, whether you're happy, sad, sick, whatever it is, you've got to execute on those core habits. Sometimes they might modify a little bit. Maybe you know you go to bed at 10 o'clock instead of waking up at 5 when you're sick, you wake up at 5.30 or 6 o'clock, right? If you're not feeling well, you get a little bit extra sleep. So you have to make some adjustments, of course, but, but you have to do these things. You have to execute on these things even when you don't feel like it. Because that's what gets you the results. Like you want to be better at whatever it is that you do, like better at your relationship, better at being a, a father or a mother, better at, at being a, a teacher or an entrepreneur, or you want to be healthier or more fit, execute on the small things. Now, so let me give you a few of the examples of these core habits for me. Now, some of them are like daily habits, like the water, right? Now, there's another one that you probably never heard of this. It's called a productive pause. And I say that tongue in cheek for any of the listeners who have been listening for any length of time. And what that is, is, is this concept of getting off the treadmill of life, right? It's, it's, it's defined as a short period of focused reflection around specific questions that leads to clarity of action and peace of mind. This, if there's such a thing as the secret to success, it's this, it's this, it's planning your day. You know, what, what, what do I have to do today to, to win the day? Planning your week, planning your month, planning your year. Now I do this, I do this uh, habit once a year. Okay. I, once a year, I set aside about a half of a day and I do my planning for the entire year. I look back on my journal entries I look back on my goals and I, and then I look forward to what do I want to accomplish and I plan out my year. So that's this monthly habit, core habit, or I'm sorry, this yearly one. Then I have the monthly one where every month I pull out my goals, I review my goals, I go one by one through every one of my goals. I write micro goals. That is, that's probably the one thing that I do that has really contributed most to my success because it's, it's allowed me to stay balanced in my family, in my relationships. It's allowed me to be healthy. It's allowed me to continue to grow personally, uh, to make an impact in the world, in the community, and, and be honest, to make more money. This is, this, is, this is it. This is what has worked for me most. So the productive pause, and that's, that is the secret to success. If you go back and listen to any episodes, whenever I ask someone, you know, what is the one thing that they do, one habit, it's always some version of a pause, right? What else do I do? Uh, I built on top of that working out, fitness. Even when I was working full time and had the business and had four have four kids, like I still found time to work out. Now it wasn't the level of working out that I'm doing now because now you know I have, the, I have the bandwidth to do Spartan races and marathons and that sort of thing and work out you know four or five days a week, six days a week. But now I didn't have that then, but now I do. But it was still important then, so I found ways to do it: high intensity interval training, shorter workouts, minimum effective dose. That had to be part of my workout. It had to be part of my life because it helped me be more confident, helped me be more, more focused, more productive, helped me feel in alignment with my values. Fitness is one of my values, my core values. Uh, it allowed me to live in, in, in alignment with my identity, with who I feel like I am. 
Uh, what helps me helps me like reduce the the friction to that? Well, one of them is a commitment, right? I've made this commitment to run a marathon, this commitment to do a Spartan race. You know, make these commitments, and that helps reduce the friction, right? What where can you make a commitment, right? Uh, another core habit for me: date nights. You know, this is this was a goal a few years ago, written goal, and it's it's not now. It's because we we make a pretty darn good habit of getting out on our date night. So that's become a habit. Now I've got new goals that that will uh, actually be, be to be honest reinforce that habit. But that's a core habit for me. Another one is time with God. Bible, you know, listen. I used to listen to the Bible on my commute to work. I'd listen to a podcast called Morning Mindset. It's like five minutes, talks about some sort of Bible verse and breaks it down. Um, and I struggled with this, to be honest. I struggled with this reset of making sure I spend time with God every day after I quit my job because it was just, it, was, it used to be built into my dad, a 20, 25 minute commute. And that's when I did it. And once, once I stopped commuting every day, I stopped doing this. And, and I had to really work on getting, I'm still struggling, to be honest, to really make this an essential part of my day every day. I'm getting much more locked in on it, but it's, it's something that, that I know that I need to do to feel most in alignment with, with, uh, with my values. Uh, and the last one I'm going to give you, for me, this is a, a core value, or I'm sorry, a core habit that really changed my life that I've drifted away from a little bit, but I'm, I'm working on getting this back in is, um, is visualization. I used to visualize on my drive to work or my drive home from work, I would visualize you know, my success, I would visualize uh, driving to my last day of work. I would visualize um, clients coming to me and working with amazing people. And I'll be honest, all of it's come true. All of it has come true. And, and I would visualize it and I would go further than just visualizing. I would actually feel as if it were happening at that moment. And, and it all came true. And now that I don't have that commute time, I've, I, I, it wasn't. It was no longer built in. So I'm still struggling a little to do this on a consistent basis. But talking to you about it right now is convicting me because I'm preaching this stuff and I have to live this stuff. And which is why one of the great things about doing what I do, being a coach, is you, is you really you have to take your own medicine, right? And and it just lifts me up and and, and helps me be more accountable. And I, I love that. So um, so those are my core habits. I challenge you to identify your core habits identify what they are and start building them piece by piece, make them winnable, right? If you say, I want to do something seven days a week and I'm only doing it like once a month right now, don't make the goal seven days a week, make it one day a week, make it two days a week, maybe make it three or five days a week, pick it, make it winnable, right? Jake Herbert, when I interviewed Jake Herbert, Olympian, uh, way back in episode, this is, gosh, the podcast was called Wrestling With Success back in those days. Uh, but I interviewed Jake Herbert, let's see, way back in episode three. Oh my gosh, don't go and listen to that one. It's probably embarrassing. So uh, anyway, uh, but he talked about making your, uh, I think it was in that episode where I, or maybe it was another conversation I had with him because he had him in a uh, sort of a private session with my, my clients at one point. And, and he talked about making your habits easier, making your, your, your goals winnable. What's well, the same with your habits, right? Make it winnable. Find ways to actually be able to uh, execute on those and, and make yourself successful. So I hope that helped. If so, can you please give this a share? Tell somebody, hey, check out the Success Through Failure podcast, episode number 
232. It's just slash 232. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Stitcher. And anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find the Success Through Failure podcast. Also, if you haven't given me a rating and review, those are super, super helpful. I know a lot of you have done that already. I appreciate those, those ratings and reviews. It helps people find it. And when people are kind of looking for a new podcast, if, if a podcast has a bunch of ratings and reviews, then uh, it certainly helps. So I appreciate you're taking a few minutes to do that. Well, that's it. Uh, We got an action plan for this, waiting for you. All the links, all the episodes that I referenced, uh, all the bullet points out of this episode, they are going to be, they are waiting for you right now in the action plan. It's just a PDF, about a two-page PDF from this episode. You can also get access to all of my action plans. There are tons of them in there and tons of great guests. So check those out. Go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. That's jimharshawjr.com slash action. And as always, take the time to get clear on your goals and embrace failure as a stepping stone on your path to success.